welcome to the Every Cloud podcast by me, Cloudy Price. I'm here to share the silver linings with you. Everyone has experienced a bad situation, whether you've lost someone, failed at something, or received some bad news. It's important to reflect upon these and see the good and the bad, even if it's not apparent at the time. Because at the end of the day, every cloud has a silver lining. Each week, I'll be interviewing a guest about the challenges they have faced and how they've overcome these. Of course, there'll be some giggles and fun stories along the way. So if you've just woken up, you're on your way to work, or you simply just need some positivity, I really hope you enjoy this episode. So today's episode is with Victoria Young, the general manager of Europe for the skincare company called Yes2. We discuss the new campaign that Yes2 have launched and how Victoria manages to maintain positivity. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, so I'm with Victoria Young today. How are you? Very well, how are you? I'm good, thank you, yes. Um, so if you just give me a brief introduction to yourself. Yeah, sure. So um, my name is Victoria Young. Uh, I'm General Manager of Europe for Yes2. Yes2 is uh, a vibrant, disruptive, natural skincare brand. um, And we're bringing affordable natural skincare to Europe. Lovely. And you've got a new campaign that you've launched this year. Yeah, this is so exciting. So... um, so yes, too, uh, as, I, as I talked about, as a natural skincare brand, we're also um, an environmentally friendly brand. And um, we have been so lucky that as we've grown and grown um, in the UK and Europe, um, we started to get uh, a huge amount of following and momentum behind us. Um, so our Facebook page has 490,000 followers, which is amazing. And we wanted to put this to good use. We wanted to put this reach and awareness um, out there in a way that um, we can make a difference and, uh, and really help young women um, equip themselves for uh, their lifestyle, but also give them confidence. And so all of that is to say we've launched our Yes to Real Life campaign. So exciting. It's so exciting. And the whole idea behind it is about um, loving the skin you're in, having confidence uh, in the way you look and the way you come across, um, and celebrating your individuality. And I think in this current climate, people are moving away from ideas of impossible standards of beauty, uh, which can be manufactured by brands, to ways of demonstrating um, what makes them them and their unique qualities um, that make them as gorgeous as they are. So that's what we launched uh, a couple of months ago. Um, And like you say, it's so exciting. It's been so much fun. Um, And I'm absolutely so thrilled to see the reaction we've had so far. Um, so we're a small brand, not got lots of money, and um, we wanted to get it out there um, and, and get a sense from people um, about how it would be received. Uh, and so far, um, we've reached out to um, various influencers on an organic level to work with us. Um, and we've seen um, that our pledges have gone out there to 17 and a half million people. So we've asked our influencers to um, just say what they say yes to. So it might be saying yes to loving um, the way they look today. It might be yes to saying um, uh, that they will post pictures on Instagram, flaws and all, uh, with no filter. Uh, It might be um, uh, anything around their own confidence, um, but making that pledge and living to it and and then sharing that um, with people on their feed. Um, and people want to have that conversation, and it's been really exciting, and that's where we've seen the reach of 17.5 million. Yeah, I think it's so refreshing as well, because so many brands out there at the moment are just working on the perfection, mm. 
and this is just reality, which is so relevant now, mm. and it really needs to be talked about as well, I think. So I'm wearing my glasses today, which never, ever happens, <laughs> and I was thinking this morning when I was on the tube here, I was like, oh, I don't, like, I hate wearing my glasses, I never feel confident in my glasses, but I was like, why? They're mm. just a piece of metal, like, mm. glass and metal, and I was like, no, actually, I, why do I care? Absolutely, and, and I, you look gorgeous in them, by the way, I, I feel like, yeah, but... Yeah, but then other people wear glasses without prescription glass in them because exactly. they want to wear them for fashion. So yeah. it's, yeah, all of this sort of thing has, has, has two sides to it, I guess. Exactly. And I think, why do, why do I not like wearing glasses? Probably mm. because most people don't wear glasses, mm. et cetera, et cetera. And then mm. I just think, it's actually really silly. Mm. And I was like, no, work the glasses, club. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so, so that's our campaign that we launched, which is really exciting. Um, so when you fill out a pledge card, actually, you can say uh, yes to love your glasses. There's quite a few steps to come. Um, the next step is we're relaunching our Instagram feed. So the idea is about making our Instagram feed this place where you can really celebrate positivity. Um, and it's about having a place where actually when it appears on your feed, you look forward to seeing it. Yeah. Um, one thing we know is that we as we embrace social media so much more and, and, and some of the stats around um, how that can impact people's well-being are, are really, uh, really upsetting, actually. Um, so we want to create this safe environment for people where they can just see things that make them feel good about themselves and maybe set them up well for that day. Yeah. Because at the beginning of the day, you probably look at your Instagram. It's possibly the first thing you do. So <laughs> making sure that you have that thing that just makes you feel good about you for the beginning of the day, small thing, but can make a really, really big difference to how you approach your day. Yeah. So I think that's that's really important. Um, and then from there, we want to be talking about it much more on our, on our website and really encouraging conversation um, with our followers. Um, because as I say, we have a responsibility with a, a good reach of followers to get the message out there and um, encourage people to be true to themselves and celebrate what makes them them. So that's, um, that's the first step. Um, and then I'm really excited to share that next year we're launching our Yes to Real Life workshop. So the idea behind this um, comes from a couple of things. So um, the first thing is that um, we know that the world has changed so much in the last 15, 20 years. Um, and as a result of that, the way you live your life is so different today. So what I mean that mean by that is in addition to social media um, that we've talked about, we've seen um, there's a much higher ratio of people that are freelancers and therefore um, running their own uh, small businesses, if you like, as freelancers. Um, and we're seeing that um, the current, uh, I guess the current climate in the country is a bit challenging with Brexit around the corner. People 20 years ago didn't have in the same way. And as a result of all of this, what we're seeing is our, our schooling system is based in academia, which, which makes perfect sense, of course it does. Um, but how do we equip young people to live in today's world and feel good about themselves as they're doing it? Mm. And that's really what came from this, this story, this idea of, of really celebrating who you are. But it can't be superficial. It can't just be skin deep because you are more than the way you look. You are much more about, um, uh, much. there's much more depth to, to everybody than that, obviously. So it's about celebrating holistically and giving young women the confidence, not only to celebrate the way they look, but look after their bodies, um, keep themselves fit and healthy and well, um, and mentally give them the, the, the mental um, support to be confident in, in, in the way they approach their lifestyles. 
And all of that starts to become a really, really exciting campaign. And so we're launching this uh, workshop in January uh, with uh, 20 um, applicants who can attend. And the whole idea is that we will go through all those areas, but in a very fun yes to way. It's not like being back at school. Um, so uh, to look after the body, we're talking about some dance classes. and, um, and So much fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's a whole heap to come and we're still working out all the finer details. But the idea is that these 20 people leave there just feeling that they've been listened to, they've been supported, they've got some coping strategies to help them when they're not having a great day and they're clear how they do look after themselves to have much more better days. Um, And the only thing we're going to ask them to do is to pay it forward. So we're going to ask our our applicants just to um, share with five friends um, what made this a a really great session experience for them. Um, And from there, we want to keep this, create this groundswell of support so that it's, um, it's really real people talking to real people about what made this work for them. No celebrity ambassadors, no big macro influencers. It's much more around um, h- hearing from people that are affected by these these issues that I talk about. Yes, and it's everybody. And I think that's so nice that you're not using big celebrities and macro influencers because it is such a normal problem. Absolutely. Everybody has confidence. Mm. Everybody has their own perception of beauty, Mm. has their own way they feel about themselves. And I think that's so important to discuss as well. Mm, mm, Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, as I said at the beginning, the fact that we've launched a campaign um, on on a pretty low-key basis um, and to know that we've reached so many people and had so many conversations just tells me the appetite's there. It just tells me people want to talk about this and they want to understand how they feel good about themselves in in every which way. And we are lucky enough that we have a following um, and we can use that following for good and we can help people in real life. Mm, Completely. And Yesterday is such a positive brand and it's so nice to see that. And you openly use that to make a positive impact as well, which is really good. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, we really want to be part of people's lifestyles. We want to make natural beauty affordable for all. Um, And um, we want to break a few taboos along the way. Um, So we want to make sure that our products um, work um, and obviously deliver for everybody. So how did you come up with the idea of the campaign? So the idea of the campaign really came um, from a personal um, place actually so um, we know that that, that um, we have uh, in the in the younger generation considerations about mental health um, and we know this is an area that we really have to think about and, and support um, my experience is um, when I was younger uh, growing up uh, in an era before Instagram <laughs> <laughs> um, I had this real sense that um, I had to live my life a certain way and I had created in my mind this picture-perfect sort of postcard picture image of what my life would be. And um, as a result of all of that, um, I, I decided to get married pretty young um, and I was absolutely focused on this dream job. And um, ultimately what happened was they were things I thought I should do, not yeah. really what I wanted to do. And um, was excited and inspired by uh, and the marriage uh, ended up in divorce and the dream job that I'd worked for for years I got there and absolutely hated it 
And it just led me to this point of these two failures um, have led such positive outcomes in my life. So yeah. um, it's it, it, it's led me to a place where uh, I've married uh, again to my second husband. He's amazing. What um, a silver lining. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and we've been married for six years now and, and I couldn't be happier. Um, and out of all of that, the, the corporate job that I really spent years thinking I wanted um, has led me to the place where I'm now thrilled to run this, this challenger brand um, and do something um, that can really make a difference, can really inspire people, can really engage people, can really help. Um, and that has been so, so exciting. And I think all of that goes to say that um, when I got so fixated on this goal, I hadn't really thought about what it was I wanted. Um, I was really thinking around, um, this is what I should do. I yeah. should go for this role. I should get married now. And as a result of that, all of these sort of things, um, uh, I've now created a situation in my head where I know the word should is not a good word for me. Yeah. Because should has become this sense of, if, if, I, if I hear myself saying I should do something, I stop myself in my tracks and say, where's that come from? Because it's not I could, it's not I want to, it's not even I need to. It's this sense that I should do something because I feel pressure to conform. And that's my experience. And so as a result of that, this idea of should led me into this, this blind spot where I was obsessed about going in one direction um, and um, coming out the other side, it's been, it's been really clear that I've had to um, build myself back up again. So whether it's you know, standing on my own two feet after the divorce, buying my house, um, really thinking about what I wanted in my life going forward. And as a result of all of those, it's given me a really good sense of, of grounding because you have to think it through. Yeah. You have to really think, well, actually, this has gone so wrong. <laughs> what do I do now? To make it so right. Yeah. yeah. And, and I've always been a very optimistic person, but I, I look back and I see it for what it is, which is... Um, this sense of should do, not want to do. And therefore, um, I recognise in today's world, it's even more intense than it was when I was that age because you've got this, this you're bombarded by images on a yeah. regular basis um, and it just becomes normal. Um, and you and I were talking just before the podcast around the fact that um, when magazines um, were, were the mainstay of how you consume media, um, you could pick a magazine up. If it made you feel bad, you put it down. Today, you can't do that because everything's on social media. And how many people actually unfollow people that yeah. make them feel bad about themselves? Mm. How many people actually curate, curate their feed? Very few. Um, and so it becomes a situation where it's the first thing you look at in the morning. It's the last thing you look at at night. And you're seeing things that can just make you feel bad. Yes, and there's so many forms of social media. And when you're not looking at Facebook, then you're looking at Instagram. Mm. When you're not looking at Instagram, you're looking at Twitter. Yeah. When you're not looking at Twitter, you're looking at YouTube. Yeah. And there's, you only put out the best version of you most of the time. Mm. Not only, but more often than not, you put out the best version of yourself. Mm. And you will look at that and think that everybody else is living the perfect life. Mm. But really, they're not. Mm. And I think that's so difficult to process and understand and when you see people on social media, maybe that you haven't spoken to in a long time or that you used to be friends with, you do just presume that, okay, 
they've got an amazing life, they're doing so well. But you don't think about maybe they're struggling with something, maybe they aren't so confident. Mm. You don't think of that side. No. You just look at the positive things. Absolutely, absolutely. And even if you know that it's not always the real life image that's being showed on social media, there's a difference between knowing that... And seeing that, yeah. And seeing that. And And I think it's important to see... It's important to see the behind the scenes. It's important to know that not everybody lives a perfect life. Mm. I'm sure every week you have one difficulty that you face mm. Mm. or something that does annoy you or something mm. that you're not so happy about. Mm. But you don't go and tell everybody about it. No, absolutely. And we know that um, the more likes you get, it, it, it's similar to a, a chemical reaction in the brain where it makes you feel even better. And this becomes circular, so it, it positively reinforces the good. Mm. And therefore, if you're having these good images reinforced and people saying how great you look why would you post anything that makes you look bad because you're not going to get the same reaction you're not going to get the same like so you can see why it is the way it is you can see why um uh we are um creating this environment that that can be quite negative on our mental health um and i'm not saying anything groundbreaking i'm not saying anything um different or new I'm just saying that this is a problem and we're here and want to do something about it. Which is so amazing, so amazing. And the brand's so optimistic and so such a happy place, I think, as well. And to see that on your feed is amazing and to get loads of people involved is so good as well so that it can really spread the word. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just been amazing, the reaction. I, mean, I, keep, I, I, I keep being blown away by the comments and the feedback that we get. It's, it's, it's really, really exciting. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and as you say, we're a positive brand. So um, this is why this works so well for us. In an era where you hear a lot about what's not in products or what's, uh, what's not in a, in a story, we want to shun all of that. Yeah, I think there's some, some really good stuff here. Definitely. So as you know, this podcast is about happiness. Yes. How would you define happiness and success in your life? Yeah, so... Um, Happiness, I think, is having a really clear understanding of who you are and what makes you tick. Um, and that might sound really, really obvious, but what I've found as I've got older is um, I'm really clear on what's important to me, I'm really clear on my values, um, and knowing all those things just makes it so much easier to navigate life. Um, so one, one thing that's really, really important to me, for example, is loyalty. And as a result of that, um, if that gets compromised in any way, that's, that's a no-go for me. So it's about understanding those things that make you tick, things that you can live with, things that you really can't, um, and that gives you a really clear understanding of, of how you approach life. I think the other thing is, in a world that we live in today, where everything is so quick and so fast-paced and evolving at a really rapid rate, um, having a really clear sense of who you are as a person um, means that you you can be happy with what you choose in life because you're always anchoring it back to what you want out of things. You're not. It's harder to influence you because you know who you are and what you stand for. Yeah. And I think that's something, um, particularly as women, um, that we have to really cultivate and culture because ultimately. Um, that's not always how we're brought up um, to have this really, really clear, strong sense of who you are. Mm. Um, and there can be negative language uh, that come with women that are very strong-willed, you know, um, and I've just used some of it there. But it's it's not about that. It's about, you know, strong-willed is a good word. Opinionated is a good word. 
it's about you know what you want and you are prepared to go out there and get it in a way that that works for you and again not emulating other people not trying to go after it in the way a man would so I think this really clear sense of self then means that you are able to go after your hopes and dreams in a way that's authentic to you and I think the more authentic you are and the more genuine you are the more you'll get back from people I think the more you'll get back the more you engage with people and I think um, as a result of all of that you're going to be much happier in terms of um, who you are and, 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 and what you want um, and I think the whole idea of linking it back to the campaign now of comparison there's a great quote by Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt comparison is the thief of joy and I think that's such a, a lovely quote because that really sums up where we are today you know you're, com- you're never comparing like with like if you look at someone um, in a curated picture and so I don't even try and actually if someone is looking great and achieving great things I'm really pleased for them yeah and it's about flipping that mindset just because they're successful and happy and look great doesn't mean you can't and I think that's where we all need to get to this sense of perspective even if it's not on social media and you're comparing yourself to somebody in your real life I think of course it's going to like steal your happiness because you're not them Mm. you don't have their life you don't have their problems Mm. you don't have their what you're in your own path, you're living your own life, so you need to enjoy your successes. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I, and I think that's just so important. And the more we can get that message out there, and also because success means different things for different people, um, you might not deem something a success for someone else that would be an achievement and vice versa. So it's about having that, that really clear sense of framework for you, um, but actually understanding what success means for others. So. We just need to be understanding of each other. We need to support each other. We need to help each other. Um, And that's really what we're trying to do here. Yes. Can you remember a time you were most confident or happy? Yeah. Well, do you know, doing this job, I have to say, uh, I'm probably the most confident I've I've ever been. Um, And I think it's because we've been able to bring a brand um, to seven countries now in Europe. And that has been hugely, hugely exciting, I can't tell you. Um, And to see the brand grow and get such traction has been amazing. And and it comes back to the fact that we're doing something um, pretty entrepreneurial and pretty exciting. And at the start, it was such a challenge, I can't tell you. Um, But now, having come out the other side of that, it's made me a much more confident and stronger person because I've weathered that storm. And I've come out and I've seen um, that actually um, I'm able to, to make things happen with my team. Um, and I think what's so helpful is just to take stock every now and again. It's so difficult to do. It's so, so, so difficult to do. But just give yourself time just to think, actually, do you know what? That was good or that was a good piece of progress or we delivered something great then. And even if it's only a couple of minutes over a cup of tea, at least you're recognising it and learning from it. Otherwise, we just get negatively sucked into, oh, we should have done that, we should have done that. Um, so it's always really important, I think, to to learn from mistakes, obviously, but also celebrate what went well, because you can take learnings from those too. And I think that whole process has been super helpful. And then I think my confidence also comes from having a great team around me. Um, I've, I've got a really strong team of uh, six uh, women, and... Um, we're all hugely passionate about the brand um, and we're hugely supportive of each other. So we work in an environment where we 
we want to support each other as much as we possibly can to a really high support environment. But actually, um, we also give each other quite a high level of challenge. And the idea behind that is to make sure that we're always supporting each other, but, but actually we need to hold each other to account. And that becomes this nice, this, this, this area where people enjoy coming to work, but they know they're going to develop and learn in a way that works for them. Um, and sometimes it's challenging if you have to give feedback, but actually that's what we're here to do. We're here to support each other and challenge each other. Um, and as a result of all of that, we've come up with our, our three values as a team. Um, so trust, um, doing what we said we would do is, is our number one value. Um, empowerment or empower, um, which is about making sure that we really um, support and challenge each other to grow within the team. And the third one is collaborate. Um, and this is really important because in a highly entrepreneurial environment, uh, in a small team where you don't have lots of money for research and agencies, putting together as a team with the people that in that team know the brand and know our customers probably better than anybody else and are naturally creative people is a great way to come up with ideas and campaigns. And that's how Yes to Real Life came to fruition. I had the idea, wanted to put it together and then spoke to the team and, and, and we built it and everyone uh, added and contributed and visioned it so that, that we've got to where we need to be. So, um, Amazing, yeah. so exciting. So exciting. So who would you say is one of your role models? So it's really difficult to answer. Um, I think I've got a couple um, because there's different aspects of each of them um, that I admire. Um, so for her resilience and um, self-starting uh, attitude, I think JK Rowling for me would be just such, she's such an amazing woman. To go from um, being 30, having uh, no money, I think her book was rejected something like 12 times, Yeah. Um, uh, writing in a coffee shop in Edinburgh, to where she is today, is absolutely inspirational. That sense of self, which is what I talked about earlier on, really having that self-belief is so powerful. And look at her success within that. And so if we can create through our campaign and instill self-belief in, in the women we work with, anything is possible. And I think that's such an exciting place to get to. So self-belief through through her um, approach, I think, is absolutely amazing. Um, so that would be one. Um, I think my other role model is my dad. Um, so my dad um, inspired me to to want to achieve, um, to, to be driven, to, to go after what you need and what you want out of life. Um, and he's always been um, an advocate and a supporter uh, of my career and uh, a good sounding board as well. And I think um, learning from him um, and discussing things with him, not always agreeing with him, <laughs> um, has been a really good part of my own development when I think about my own career. So I'd probably say um, that that's the, the, the two that jump out at me the most. I can really relate to that. It's really oh, can you? Yeah, my dad has been amazing as well. He honestly makes me feel like I can do anything. Mm. When I was younger, I found it really confusing, the fact that there was women jobs and men jobs mm. and, you know in quotations mm -hmm. um, and I never ever really realised that until I was slightly older mm. and I always felt like my dad made me feel like I could do anything I wanted mm. to I always felt so confident 
And I think he always made me feel that way. Mm. Like I could do anything as long as I put my mind to it. Yeah, that's worked amazing. hard. Yeah. And I think that's such a lovely thing to have as well because, yeah, I'm sure not everybody has that as well. Absolutely. I, <laughs> my family laugh, but I do have this mantra, which is there's, if there's nothing I can't do. Um, now, clearly there are things I can't do. <laughs> and sometimes this mantra gets me into trouble, normally when I'm trying to ride a horse badly. But <laughs> the point is that I always go into it with, what's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? And I, I, I just think it's such an important mindset to have. There's, there's always that story around um, women look at a job advert and if they can't tick every criteria on that advert, they won't apply. If men can tick 50, 60%, they will. Uh, I've never felt like that. I've always felt that it's an opportunity and I'm going to go and have a go. Yeah. And it's it's panned out well for me. And I just, again, that self-confidence and that self-belief um, and removal of fear is a is a very liberating place to be. And, and, and I thank my dad for that. That's so lovely. So as you know, the podcast is based on this concept of every cloud has a silver lining. Can you think of any scenarios when you've had that in your life? Yeah, so as I touched on before, um, there's a broad theme in my 20s where I went after uh, the, the the picture postcard chocolate box lifestyle um, <laughs> where I thought I should get married at 24 and I thought I should have a certain type of job. Um, and even though people gave me feedback um, along the way, um, are you sure this is what you want? Are you happy? I was so focused and fixated on what I thought I should do that I ignored the feedback. Um, and as a result of that, uh, just, just carried on, really. So, um, you know, got married and, 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 and chased this job. And I think um, coming out the other side of it, both um, didn't go to plan and I wasn't happy. Um, but sometimes coming out the other side of an experience like that where you're so blinkered and so focused on something you think you want or you should have, um, you need to have um, almost this moment where things do go, or I did certainly, I needed to have this moment where things did go pretty wrong so I could get out of this thinking. This thinking was unproductive, this thinking was unhelpful. Um, and as a result of that, I was I was driving myself into a direction where I couldn't possibly be happy um, because it was something I thought I wanted and I should do. Um, and so um, coming out the other side, it was it was you know at the time pretty unpleasant. I I felt bad about myself. Um, I I didn't know how I'd got to this place. Why had I decided this was the right thing to do? It clearly wasn't. Why did I ignore everyone? Um, why had I sort of blindly focused on, on, on where I needed to get to? Um, and so coming out the other side, some really good things happened for me. So I developed my own independence. That's probably the first thing to say. Looking back, I don't think I was especially independent. And this process meant that I became independent. I became clear on who I was and what I wanted out of life. I wanted to marry a husband that supported me and was a real true partnership, um, a deep supporter and also someone who really challenged me um, and not something just superficial and that's where I find myself. So having this really deep relationship was, was really important um, and then 
as a result of changing uh, career, I left a very, very corporate world and moved into a challenger brand world, which is a much better fit for me um, because I'm creative and entrepreneurial. And as a result of that, it just meant that I could be working on something, uh, which is just two, that I'm really passionate and really care about. And so those two things were pretty hard and challenging at the time. But the silver lining is if I hadn't been through them, um, I wouldn't have disrupted the path I was on. And I needed to significantly disrupt that path to be happy today. Yes. Yeah. What advice would you give yourself now if you speak to yourself back then? Um, two things. One is um, gut instinct is a really, really important thing. So I used to think that that sort of gut instinct was uh, intangible, um, didn't mean anything, it wasn't rooted in anything. Um, But today, I see it very differently. Trusting your gut instinct is so important um, because it may well be that you know something's not right, but you haven't quite processed why that's not right just yet. and as a result of that, it means that you, it, it can give you a, an early warning system. And even if you go ahead and do something you were going to do anyway, it, it might just give you pause for thought to do it better. So I think really trusting your gut instinct is very, very important. Um, and then I think <laughs> if people constantly say to you, are you sure? <laughs> you probably want to just stop for a second and just think, am I sure? Is this what I want um, out of life? And, and I think um, for me, those, those were the two things I took out of it the most. That's really good though. And I think it's good to be able to share those things with other people as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, it's a difficult decision to come on a podcast and kind of bare your soul on some of these things. But actually, I kind of think, well, the campaign has come from a place of, of learning. And that's, that's why I'm inspired to launch it. And therefore, let people understand a bit about me, the business, um, where it's come from and and why I want to help people. Yes. And I think it's also related to the fact that everybody does show the best parts of themselves like we discussed earlier. Yeah. But really, everybody has been through struggles as well. Mm. And speaking about those, it's also just being honest and just being authentic. Mm. So how do you manage to look at the positive of a bad situation? I think... um, We all experience bad situations, whether that's at work, at home, uh, with friends. The most important thing in any of those situations is always, always, always go into it with positive intent. Always go into it thinking that um, you need to know more about the situation because no one's ever going to come in and deliberately do something um, wrong at work. No one's going to ever deliberately come in and try and hurt you. So go into it, and even though it might seem like it's the most awful thing, scratch beneath the surface and see what's really there. Is it a misunderstanding, a miscommunication? Um, Was that person just having a really bad day and something terrible is going on at home, and you don't know? I think if you approach life in that way, it means that you can always um, work through to a solution. If you go in thinking the worst at the beginning, you're limiting your options to to make a difference and solve things. Um, The downside with my approach is there will be the odd time where you get burned. But I think, you know, that is a a small risk, genuinely 1% of the time, most of the time. If you go into it, you know, thinking that 
in a positive way with positive intent, you'll get so much more out of people. Definitely. Definitely. And like you said earlier, giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I always say that. Everyone's like, you always say that saying. But I always think it's so important to do that because if you're thinking the worst of somebody, then how are you expecting them to look at you? Yeah, exactly. How are you expecting the situation to pan out? Because if you give somebody the benefit of the doubt, then you'd hope that they've done the best and everything. But, and normally, like you said, they have done their best or something's just slipped up in the way. Mm. No one ever really, most people anyway, don't go out their way to do something nasty. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. So how do you manage to keep a positive mindset? Um, I think there are a couple of ways I do this. Um, So one for me is making sure that I look after myself. Um, the fastest way to feel negative and bad about yourself is when you're constantly exhausted, tired, uh, you know, not nourished, um, all that sort of stuff. So I think looking after yourself um, is really, really important. I then really think about how I use my time. Um, and really, this comes back to some of the stuff we've already touched on, but the idea that time is so precious, you want to fill it with things that make you... Um, feel good about yourself um, but also you can learn from and develop yourself and so I think that is is really important developing myself and developing my understanding and and learning uh, are things that are all really really important to me and so by doing that um, and learning things I find it stimulating interesting and it helps me remain positive so I think those things um can be really helpful it doesn't mean that I'm positive all the time I have to say um because everyone has a has a bad day but I think um because I'm more often positive than not um it kind of becomes self-fulfilling if you know what I mean um because people expect you to be positive people tend to um I tend to find people say to me, oh, I enjoy talking to you or that's really high energy or whatever it might be because I'm genuinely 90% of the time pretty pretty upbeat. Um, and so they come into those conversations expecting me to be upbeat and I see it as soon as I get there. So even if I'm slightly low that day, it pulls me up. So I think this idea of, of just trying to be positive, um, uh, show the real you, look after yourself, um, and, and really nourish yourself, not just your body, but your mind as well, can be really helpful. Yes, and I think when you're giving out positive energy, most of the time, people often approach you with that positive energy Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, So yeah. then you're, you're bound to feel better about yourself too. Absolutely, yeah. How important do you think it is to address the, the negatives and the downfalls in your life? I think it's really important. Um, I think if you don't address them, then they will just fester in the background and sit there. And I think as a result of that, um, facing into these things is difficult, but necessary. And I think sometimes part of the challenge is identifying what those things are, what, what getting to the real root cause of what's making you feel bad. Um, and then from there, it's about working out what you can fix, what's in your control and how you want to go about fixing it. Um, so um, if it's the way you're being treated, if it's you're in an unhappy relationship, if you're not enjoying your job, what steps can you take to fix it? Because there's always going to be something you can do um, and there's always going to be someone you can reach out to um, to help you with that. But I think the first step is the diagnosis, understanding what it is and then working out what's within your control. And I think the other thing is be kind to yourself. 
you can't fix everything at the same time. Sometimes things just go wrong. And <laughs> sometimes things come in threes and you've got three things you've got to fix. You can't fix all three. So you just have to think, right, what is not working and, and how do I face into it? And what can make the biggest positive impact in my life? Yeah, it's definitely. And I think sometimes when you do that, one of my favourite things when I feel like the world is ending, one of the best things I do is call my sister or call a friend and I just say, this is the situation, this is what's happening, this is what I've done, is there anything else I can do? And I yeah. think when you say it out loud and speak to somebody about it and you say, okay, I've done everything I possibly can do, can't do anything else, it's just gone wrong, that's the way, it's, that's the way it is. Yeah. And then you feel so much better about yourself because you've analysed the situation out loud mm. or sometimes I just write note, on my note page on my phone and I'm like, okay, action plan and I write it down because when you see a, see a house in front of you, sometimes it's not as bad as you think it is in your Definitely. head. Definitely. And you just feel so much better about yourself. But I think sometimes it's when it's all in your head and you're overthinking things, it's just ten times worse. And I do think as well that, um, yeah, yeah, processing it in a way that it's out of your head is so important. I completely agree. So I'm a I'm a bullet journal fanatic. So I, I tend to have pages in, in there where, where I just write I write a title journaling and I just start to journal stuff. And it, it's amazing when you start writing how things come out and actually how you can get to the root cause and a solution potentially by yourself. I think the other thing is um, my husband is my sounding board and he will say things like, what is the worst thing that can possibly happen? And when you get to that, actually, it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, or the other one is, are you going to feel really bad about this in six months' time or will you have completely forgotten it? Yeah. And it's almost always, oh, I will have completely forgotten about it. Yeah. So you then know it's not that bad. But I think we can live in a world where we don't interact as much as we should. And therefore, bottling things up can become... So much worse. And you let Absolutely. things manifest, and it's so much worse. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah, think yeah. really what you just said, putting things into perspective, which is what that is, really. Yeah, yeah. And when you think, okay, in six months' time, will I actually even remember this happening? Mm. And then thinking, most likely not. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, what we're talking about, though, is a very logical, rational yeah, but when you're in the situation, it's yeah. so much different. Even if you work all this out, you can feel great and you've moved on. But sometimes, even with this logical, rational approach, you can't move on because you've created this panic in your head. Mm. And so that's the other thing to recognise sometimes. Just because you've worked out this action plan or this conversation... It will improve things, but it doesn't mean you're going to feel great because it's an emotional response to something that's worrying you. Um, and I think it's okay to understand that and recognise that as well. I think it's okay to say, okay, I've taken this as far as I can. I still feel really worried and anxious about <laughs> it. I don't know what else to do, but maybe just take yourself out of the situation. Maybe do some exercise or or go and spend some time out in nature. That's a, a very relaxing way to approach things. So try and find ways to help you if you're regularly prone to that cope with it yeah um because it isn't just a logical rational solution there is a lot of emotion sometimes tied up in these things too definitely this is my favorite question on the podcast okay what has led you to unexpected happiness wow okay um okay so um my sister introduced me to my now husband and um, it was, this is, how long ago? 10 years ago. 
Um, this is uh, before Instagram. So he messaged me on Facebook, completely <laughs> out of the blue. She hadn't even told me. Um, and uh, he messaged me out of the blue saying, hi, I work with your sister. Um, so I kind of went, okay, this is weird. So text my sister, who's <laughs> this? Weird. Yeah, he's a strange guy. Um, and um, uh, then um, we met, um, and we met in the middle of central London, um, at 2 a.m. He was, <laughs> he was working and I was at a work thing. Um, and then fast forward, um, and our third date was two weeks in Egypt together. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I remember we booked a holiday uh, when we'd known each other for about a week for two weeks in Egypt. No way. And that was one of those weird moments where I just knew it was going to work out, and he did as well. Um, and so um, it obviously did, um, <laughs> but we kind of got to the place where we were like, well, what if we fall out or we're not enjoying it, what's the worst thing that can happen? And it kind of comes back to, I guess, my mantra for life, really. But um, we were both pretty confident people. We just thought, well, if it doesn't work out, we can always fly home. Like, yeah. It's not the end of the world. Um, and we had this amazing, amazing holiday. And uh, I remember we met really good friends of ours uh, in Egypt uh, for the first time and they were asking us say how long have you been together and we were like 10 days <laughs> and so that's an example of I just I just Amazing. felt empowered I just felt liberated I just saw an opportunity and I just thought why not um so yeah you have those gorgeous wedding ring engagement ring as well oh thank Do you, you so much say? thank you so much so gorgeous yeah my husband designed them actually oh wow yeah 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 of course a good husband yeah <laughs> That's such a good story, though. Everybody always has the best story to that question. It's, uh, yeah, do you know, I wasn't even sure how I was going to answer that, and then suddenly I thought, that is my answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good story. Taking risks as well, I think, is often... Yeah. Often the lead to happiness as well. What three things make you the happiest? Um, travel. I absolutely love travelling and exploring, and it is my f most favourite thing to do. Um, so yeah, exploring, exploring, uh, different countries after beaten track locations. Um, I, I absolutely love it. My favorite app as well is Bean. And I don't know if you've got that I one. I have. I, yeah. I've seen it before. I need to get that though. What's it, your favorite country as well? Um, I spend a lot of time in America. Nice. Um, the, the, the business is American, so based in California. Uh, and I've got friends on the East Coast. So I spend a lot of time in America. Um, but my favorite country is Italy. Uh, I got married in Italy, um, so I, I just love the climate, the people, the food, the wine. <laughs> um, I, I just love everything about Italy. So um, yeah, I, I, I really love that country. So yeah, I've got this app Bean, and it is the most addictive thing because you enter every country you've been to, so you can see how much of the world you've been to, um, and it is it is obsessive. <laughs> um, so travel is my number one thing. Um, then uh, different, I guess, different forms of exercise. So I do yoga, I go to the gym. Uh, when I travel, um, I scuba dive. So I'm an advanced um, scuba diver. Paddy, open water scuba diver. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been down to 30 metres and I've been diving with sharks and lionfish oh. and all sorts of things. So I absolutely love that. And actually, from a from awareness and mental health perspective, it's amazing. I find it so tranquil and soothing to be down there. I, I just absolutely love it. So scuba diving is my favourite, 
favourite thing to do um, because of not just what you see, but this sense of tranquility that, that comes with the experience and also the sense of achievement, you know, to, to be able to do that. So um, that would be uh, my second thing. And then my third thing is reading. I absolutely love reading. I did an English literature degree and um, I've always been an avid reader. So, um, yeah, that would be my, my three favourite things. Yeah. What's some of your favourite literature? Um, I love... Um, uh, well, I love I love thrillers. I love crime books. Um, I love um, Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Um, Gone with the Wind is one of my favourite books. Um, it's a really eclectic mix of, <laughs> of like crime thrillers, John Grisham, all that sort of stuff, with some some classics in there as well. So yeah, Lovely. real oh. real variety, real variety. And do you have any last words of happiness or advice to people? I think the best way um, to live your life is to have a really um, broad approach to what makes you happy. Don't try and disseminate happiness down into, if I can just do this, I'll be happy. If I can just do that, I'll be happy. Um, You have the opportunity and the potential to achieve anything you want to achieve. Um, And I think... um, don't self-limit, um, take some challenges, take some risks, um, be kind to yourself, celebrate the wins, uh, embrace the failures, um, and really understand what you want to do. And as I said right at the beginning, remove the word should from your vocabulary. It's all about what you want to do, what you want from life, um, and being self-aware of that um, to take advantage of it. That's so lovely. Thank you so much. It's been Thank a pleasure. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. I had a great time recording this episode with Victoria. Don't forget to give yes to a follow as well on Instagram and I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe or share whatever you need to do on whatever platform you're on. And don't forget to listen next Wednesday with a new guest. Bye.